All right. Hello, 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 everyone. My name is Diamond Rivera of the Live Discussions with Diamond podcast. You're tuned to another special episode today, this Monday night. But before we get started, just want to let you know this episode is sponsored by Thubachataradio.com, where you can listen to this interview live in high quality. As well, this interview is being broadcasted live on YouTube and Facebook, as well on other streaming platforms. As well, people, giving a big shout out to DJ Cello out there in D.C. Everyone, please donate to the DJ Cello Recovery Fund. If you need more information after this interview today, we will be having a link posted. So definitely check out the page, Diamond DR Films with Vera, for more info as well. And tonight, people, we have a really amazing guest. Uh, Me also finding out, a New York native going to Philly, coming all the way back, a person that I've admired for so many years in this dance scene, seeing his progression, his growth from an early dancer in motion to having his own projects. And now, honestly, his work is flourishing alongside his partner, Stephanie Moore. We have the one and only Angel Beguero. What's hello, up? Hello, 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 brother. Thank you, thank you again for having me here. Absolutely, absolutely. Man, it's 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 amazing that uh, we can have this time as we've talked also privately before. I mean, I'm appreciating your time and effort. I know you've been a very busy man as of late, especially with all the work you've been able to create, the content, uh, mm-hmm. something that I've talked to you about. But most of all, having the opportunity now to, in a sense, give you your flowers for me to yeah, see the work you've been doing for so many years, the time you put in, whether it's rehearsal time, whether it's those, you know, killing the dance floor at one point or another, just for me seeing <laughs> all of your hard work uh, and seeing what you've been able to accomplish now through all this adversity we've all been going through. And again, I appreciate your time, your effort, but most of all, the contribution to our dance community. Thank you, man. It, it's Honestly, I, I do it out of love for for the art, uh, you know. And if it if it inspires people, then so be it. But I'm kind of selfish with with the reasons that the content's being created. You know, I, I do it because it's it's it inspires me. It changes my life, and in return, you know that I guess that's a pure energy and a motive behind it. If it inspires other people, then great. You know, um, the mm-hmm. beauty of this is that when when you're any person that is lucky enough to find their passion in their life throughout their lifetime um they'll do it no matter what you know they'll do it before covid they'll do it, they'll do it during covid they'll, you'll figure out a way you know that you've seen that i don't even want to start rambling but i get inspired to stuff like this man like you see people that are obsessed with weights like working out that have no limbs and they're working out. You see people that have no legs that are running in the Olympics. Like they they figure out a way to make it work. When you figure out what that thing that makes you drive, that makes you wake up, that makes you breathe, that allows you to just feel fulfilled, there is no adversity too hard that you're not gonna be able to get through to get to that goal. And that's what dance does for me. So, you know, I'm happy and, and I'm honored and I'm humbled to know that people follow Stephanie and I's material 
Um, but it just comes from a place that, you know, regardless of what adversity we were facing, I was, I was going to be doing. You know, Absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree because the way you guys dance, most of all, your attitudes are very humble. And sometimes that can be seen as a rarity because with success, ultimately comes your perception of yourself after a while. Uh, as you're progressing, as you know, you're starting, your voices are starting to be heard, your videos are starting to go viral in different places. You're gonna have different people just trying to have their input, but you guys having that humble attitude and that common ground is something I've always appreciated. Um, especially even with pre-COVID, watching the videos that you guys have done, uh, even during COVID and even now, realizing how consistent, how relevant you guys are. I appreciate it uh, because especially uh, with people stuck at home and on their computers, especially on Facebook, I notice you both have a very strong presence <clears throat> and it's a, a genuine one. It doesn't feel commercial, doesn't feel like a gimmick. It's real. And it's something I definitely appreciate. And, you know, for me, when we have these discussions, I love to, of course, understand what you've been able to accomplish on this stage that has led to your success. But I think it's so much more important understanding who was Angel before dance and, you know, kind of how dance came into your life. Angel before dance. <laughs> um, pretty boring, I think. Uh once we moved, I, I moved when I was young, right, out of New York. Uh, I lived with my mom. My parents were divorced when I was like maybe six or seven years old. So I don't have much memory of my parents being together. It's always just been one household or the other. And one, around my 12th birthday, my dad bought his first, uh, his first grocery store. He bought a grocery store out in Philadelphia. So, mm. you know, uh, he, worked, he went over there, he moved, he saw what the neighbor was like, and he figured that he think he could provide a better life for us out there. So mm. he discussed it with my mom. And I, my mom likes to say that we kind of had a say in it, but we didn't. You know, it's <laughs> just like, you guys are moving to Philly. And um, at the time, I didn't want to move. I did not. I did not want to move from, from New York to Philly. Um, and start over in a sense you know yeah and um we did uh ended up happening i moved and uh it was one of the best voluntold things that was given to me you know mm -hmm. my mom says like i said that you know you had a choice i know i did and um <laughs> but i'm glad that she made that choice for me yeah you know philadelphia changed my life um you know my first love was in philadelphia my first mm -hmm. basketball shot you know, in playing, playing in school. Um, I'll, I'll get to that in a moment, but I learned how to work. You know, my dad is very, was, he was very militant and very traditional in the sense that, you know, boys will be working. And from 12 to like 17, 18 years old, you know, your adolescent life, teenage years, I didn't really have a life. I was an adult. I was mm. waking up at, you know, I was in the seventh grade, eighth grade at the time. I was waking up at 5 a.m., 4 a.m. with my father to go buy hundreds of boxes and stack it in a truck and then come home. And uh, I remember I would wake up, I'd come home, take a shower and go to school. And everybody would be waking up, you know, I would come home, I would go to school and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I woke up at 
7.30. And, I, you know, you got to be at school by 8.30. And everybody was like, what time you wake up? 4.30. Then mm. Everybody would always be shocked, you know. Because my dad, that was just the way it is. He, he figured in his mind, um, and I appreciate it now as an adult, like I'm developing habits. You know, sacrifice was, was his big motto. You got to learn how to sacrifice. Now, I'm pretty sure there was some child labor laws he broke there. But uh, <laughs> he uh, he meant well by it, and he taught me responsibility. He taught me um, accountability, self accountability, and sacrifice, man. And and because of him, uh, because of my dad and his worth ethic, and and learning so much about like the the reason why. I'm very big about the reason why behind things, and that mm. I learned that from him. You know the the grocery store that he bought, he did a complete three sixty. Not even a 180. He did a 360 in that store, flipped it all the way around. He made it so much better. And I would always ask, why? Dad, why are you changing that mirror? Yeah. Dad, why are you changing that light bulb? Dad, why Why are you painting the entire store again? The color was white. It's fine. Why, why are you doing this? Why are you putting a music system in a grocery store? People are not going to be here more than five minutes. You know. And when he explained the reason why and, and experience, like understanding the experience of the customer and what what the goal is of wanting them to return and etc it's like you know at a young age i'm understanding the in-depth uh vision and perception of a client of a consumer and that's what like i was telling you before um when we spoke privately that i'm very business oriented and that helped me make a lot of decisions growing up mm -hmm. um that kept me out of trouble because it was just like simple math if i do this yeah. i might get my butt whooped I might go to jail. Let me not, you know, it just like that, that influence <laughs> yeah. was straight from my dad. So that was, that was my adolescent life, man. And then uh, going into high school, uh, I picked up two things. I picked up boxing mm. and I picked up uh, basketball. And uh, boxing was because of my dad. Um, my neighborhood, although we bought a grocery store, my neighborhood was rough. I lived in the hood. What, what part of Philly did you live North in? North Philadelphia, the Badlands. Oh, oh, I was in North Philly, and uh, you know all those. I'm pretty sure you know everybody in our age group. <laughs> they listen to Meek Mill. You know all those yeah. neighborhoods he'd be screaming out. Yeah, I oh, live yeah. there. Yeah, those <laughs> all those names that you hear when he starts screaming out random street names. Yeah, I lived on those street names, and um, he, uh, I would have to walk to school or take the train to school. And uh, there was two reasons why he wanted me to learn to defend myself. One, everybody thought in the neighborhood that we had money because we had a store, mm -hmm. which is the exact opposite. You know, you invest into a business, you in the hole for years on end while you yeah. pay back the money that you have to pay for the business, whatever it is that your, your uh, agreement is. So we, my dad wasn't seeing money for like the first eight or nine years of, of having that store, you know, it cost so damn much to buy that thing. And um, he didn't want me to be a, an easy target, you know, because mm -hmm. when when you're in a business or something like a grocery store, you see 100,000 faces a day and you don't tend to recognize or retain too many faces. But people remember you, you know, they can they can pin your face to to an establishment when they see you often enough and you may recognize a few. So that was his concern. 
why did I answer that that way? Because that was the reason why. You see, like my dad was, I would always ask that why. Like, dad, why you want me to box? That's why. You're an easy target. People know that you're my son. So if I can't get to someplace too fast, you got to be able to handle your own. So boxing came into the picture. Um, I got pretty darn good at it, I might say myself, man. I, I was pretty good with some gloves on. I did it for a while. And basketball, basketball was my first love. I tried out. Yeah, basketball was was it for me. Uh, I tried out in high school. I was I picked up uh, just regular street ball um, when I was like 13, 14 years old. And there was three, there was two brothers and one that was like their brothers, Manny, Johnny Hernandez, and Wilfredo Perez. You know, uh, these guys are still on my Facebook. Uh, these are guys from the neighborhood that taught me how to shoot a basketball. Hmm. They taught me how to play the game. And we would wake up uh, on the weekends. So mind you, I would tell you that I would wake up at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning every yeah. day, like two or three times a week with my dad. On the weekends, when I didn't have to wake up at that time, I still wake up at 6.37 on Saturdays and Sundays to go play basketball with these guys around the corner at at that time, at 15, 16 years old, because that's the time that they like to play. Yeah. So Alfredo was always a little older than us. He's probably like three or four years older, and he was about that morning grind. Mm. So that was the time that he wanted to play. So he they taught me how to play the game, and because of them, I got so good at it that I made it to my junior varsity team as a freshman and uh, I developed skills there. Once my dad and the neighborhood, my neighborhood started to see how talented I was in on sport, uh, my dad started investing some cash in it. He started investing in me going to camps throughout okay. the summer. He started, so like it started to become a thing. And um, I took that all the way into college. I was playing ball all the way through. But in my senior year is when I developed uh, a love for dance. It mm. started it started into dance. And uh, just like any, just like 98% of the guys that start dancing salsa, because of a girl, you know, we, just, <laughs> we all in it because some cute eyes. I mean, for example, we have Miss <laughs> Stephanie Moore here saying such a natural in front of the camera. You know, yeah, she's showing yeah. some love as well. As well, we have Ziana Otero here saying, I got a question. <laughs> that it's a joke. Ziana and Amy, <laughs> every time they go on, you know, so throughout quarantine, like through the height of it all, mm -hmm. these two girls will be, Ziana and Amy would be on live, on Instagram live to like four o'clock in the morning every night, like it was their job. Oh my Lord. And they would always put like those little, Post up, like, ask yeah. a question. And I didn't even have a question. I just put, I got a question so that they would they would wait on the screen for like 10 minutes for me to <laughs> say something. <laughs> or I'll just ask them off the wall stuff now. So that's like our little thing. They would say, you know, I got a question. And now they're <laughs> just going to have you staring at the screen waiting for a question to pop up. Oh, my God. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to Ziana. Mm -hmm. So realizing, like you said, kind of your high school journey, you played basketball, you did boxing. <laughs> but I think what's really important is that you develop the foundation of structure early mm. in your childhood, which enabled you then you kind of get into this world of dance, what we'll get into. That right there was already a head start, I think, for many people. Because as many people say, high schoolers are more immature. They just have a 
lower sense, uh, a different sense of reality. But I mean, for you seeing that you really grew up fast. I myself am a product of that, of me actually being in the dance world that was more adult at that time. Mm. I had to learn to grow up fast. I couldn't yeah. be the 12, 13 year old. I had to be the performer. Then when I leave, then I am the thir- 12 and 13 year old. Exactly. So, I mean, realizing people like yourself that develop that sense of foundation early on, it definitely shows just that kind of demeanor you have. You, you think ahead now, earlier in a sense. So in high school, like you said, uh, finding dance. So how did that actually come about? So, you know, uh, salsa dancing in my life uh, started. So here's a little backstory really quick. I, I went to an all guys high school for the first three years of my life. Mm. So the high school I went to was called North Catholic for boys, right? And that was an all men high school. I went to um, an all boys school too, I know. Uh, there you go. <laughs> well, you know what though? You know something? It was one of the best three years of my life in high school. Because man, to be honest, there was nobody to impress in high school. We were all guys, we, we were all, Parting in class, we we all came yeah. with no no haircut, yeah. you know. It, it just didn't matter, you know. And and you could be your authentic self um, in a school where there is no other person where you feel like you need to be something that you're not, right? At least that was my experience. It, it was amazing. I I didn't finish high school. My high school years there because it closed. The school closed mm. not because I left. So I had to go to a co-ed school um, for my last year, uh, my senior year. And um, that's where I started to, you know, obviously it was a, it's a complete 360. I went three years without having any girls for the majority of my day, you know, to not being mm. in front of girls all day for an entire year or 180 days of school. So I was like, uh, man, what, I don't, I don't know. How, I don't know what to be. Like, I didn't know what to be what kind of guy I should be? Should I be the tough guy? Like I was going through an identity crisis. I think that's a good way to say it. Right. And, um, I just stuck to playing basketball. I went the high school that I ended up going to, I got recruited, um, because of basketball to go there. And, um, I started to see that people in the hallways would be dancing salsa. Mm. And it was just, it was just, People just, you know, between classes, after school, they'd be doing a little one-two step, and I didn't, I didn't really understand much of it. I grew up in a household where Latin music was always around and present. Yeah. So I knew what it was. I can identify the genre, but I didn't know the reason why. I just didn't really pay no mind to it. I always had a basketball in my hand. So I was hanging out with a different crowd anyway, jockheads and athletes, right? Um, and then... That would always happen, and I always hear like some of the songs in the hallways at the end of the school day, and it'll be songs that I recognize, and I'll just kind of tune in my head, even though I'm mm-hmm. about to put on my whatever headset on to go zone in for practice or whatever. And one day I was home, and uh, my cousin, which is leading into my salsa life now, uh, my salsa life, my passion has all been based off of one decision. My cousin mm. called me one day and told me, asked me, hey, man, there's a house party uh, this weekend. And I like some girl that's going to be at this house party, but I don't want to go to this party by myself. Can you go with me? 
And my, like I said before, my dad was really militant. So everything that had to do with me going to the outside world I had to go through the boss first. Mm. And I asked my dad, like, yo, Pop, man, can I go to this party? And my dad was kind of paranoid a lot because, again, he always felt like his kids would be targeted, and, you know, because the neighborhood is small and the neighborhood that we lived in, there was a lot of crime in that area. So he didn't really want me to go out much. He would rather me just work, you know, stay here with me and let's work. So I already knew, you know, you go around this enough, you start to know the answers and the responses of things. So I already knew he was going to tell me no. So what I did was that I lied. I lied right from the jump. <laughs> I was like, hey, dad, I just want to go to my cousin's house. <laughs> I had uh, a few family members that lived in Philly before we moved there. Yeah. Um, chasing, chasing the same dream. You know, their parents bought, my dad's brother bought a store, which led my dad to buying a store in Philadelphia. So I had some family out there. And um, I lied to him. He said, yes, I'm going to my cousin's house. Told him I'm sleeping over. Um, and it worked. And I went to this party, and it turned out to be one of just a very close-knitted group, a salsa group, that um, was having a, like a little social, but just for the yeah. group at a house. It was a house party for a salsa social house party, is what I would call yeah. it. And it was my first time ever being exposed to structured dancing like salsa. I did not, I never seen it before. I'd never seen the moves before. I, I remember seeing for the first time an inside turn and my first time ever seeing an inside turn was at that party. A crossbody lead, first time ever was at that party. And I was out of my element 1000%. I was just sitting on the couch, with my, I didn't blink for like the first three songs. It was just moving so fast and doing all these, I just had no idea. And, um, that group was called Muevete, which is where I started my yes. first salsa steps, right? And that group, the director, he, uh, everybody knew my cousin already because he's been popping his face around chasing this girl. And um, they were like, hey, man, you know, your cousin already shared some interest in joining the group. Why don't you? And I was like, hey, oh, wait, I, I shoot basketballs. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't take no steps, man. I don't know about oh. that. And I was like, hey, man, just try it out. Just try it out. And a girl pulled me out to dance. And I was like, hey, I don't know how to do the things that you guys do. And they was like, no, just do what you do what you want. And I started taking my first two or three steps, man. And it was like, man, I think I could do this. You know, I, of course, I, I wasn't doing anything. I was just like, that's as far as I got. Yeah. I don't think it was a basic diamond. But let's, <laughs> let's not even divulge in that. But yeah. that's where it was, man. And, and I was like, you know what? I kind of like this. I was like, hey, man, we practice, I'm going to say like Tuesdays, Tuesdays or something, right? Just show up on a Tuesday and go for it. Came back home. I had a great time. Um, I think that was the first time I ever got drunk. Uh, yeah, I think it was like my senior year was the first time I ever got drunk. And it was at that party. I woke up the next day and I didn't know what was going on with my body. Oh. I know what I, I did not know what a hangover was to that day. <laughs> you gonna learn I was, today? <laughs> yeah, I learned that day. I learned up and down what that was, and and there, I had to go home and and fake it. You know, my dad. As soon as I got home, he was like, "Hey, I need you to fill up the fridge of juices. I need you to sweep the store." And I had to pretend like everything was a okay. Yeah, I had a hangover, but my whole time throughout this hangover, I was just I was reminded of how much fun I had. 
And that Tuesday came around and I told my dad just straight up, hey, dad, man, I want to go take this dance class. Is it cool if I go? You know, it's in an enclosed space. It's safe. He knew the area where I was going. I was going to get picked up and dropped off. I didn't drive at the time. And he said no. He said no. <laughs> and um, I went a few weeks and my cousin kept asking me, oh, you going to come to dance class? And I couldn't go because my dad told me no every time that I asked him. And it was kind of hard. I had to be honest about that because when it came to dance classes, because, you know, once you start to sign up, you have a consistent schedule where I yeah. was going to be away. So I couldn't, I wasn't going to lie about it because then it was going to be hard to kind of just backtrack on how to make that work. So he just kept saying no. He kept saying no, kept saying no. And um, throughout this time, I think it was like MySpace or something like that was a thing. And one of the girls from the group kept messaging me and I, we kept on talking back and forth. And um, I grew to like her. And now I had even more motivation to want to be over there. So I started to just lie about my whereabouts. I'll stop going to boxing practice, uh, mm. or my jogs and stuff like that, just to go to dance class. So rather than doing my jogs um, in the morning, I tell my dad I'll do my jogs after school. And rather than going to do my jog, I would go do dance class. And that's kind of how that started, you know. Salsa started like that, based off a lot with my parents. Um, dance was not was not supported in my household um, until I started making money from it. Uh, so I'm talking for the first eleven years, twelve years <laughs> of my life. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, I man, it, it's something you just said that hit home because. Talk to many people on this program, and a lot of us share the same sentiment. A lot of times our households, our families don't see any value in dance unless there's a monetary gain. Because oh, yeah, for sure. if it's not helping the household financially, a lot of them don't see the reason why. And that right there. Yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. Yeah, no, I mean, and... For me to hear you say that, I, it happened to me too, of realizing my parents asking me, why do I want to do this? Originally, my grandmother put me in it, and it was just like, you know what? I'm already in it. Let me just keep going. But my parents at one point saying, why are you doing it if you're not making any money? And I told them, because not right now, but this is a passion of mine. It grew mm. to be a passion, and eventually I started making money. But realizing, like yourself, you went from loving boxing, loving basketball, to finding a new love and yeah. kind of giving everything else up for that. And I think that's, you know, it's <coughs> that's a mature decision because it's some people will try to uh, manage everything. But realizing you said, hey, this is something I'm really passionate about now. I'm taking a real big uh, liking to. And I mean, through the power of dance, I would say that's how it happens. Yeah, uh, the, the decision. So remember, I started by saying that this all started with a decision. If I would have said no, mm -hmm. so my cousin today called me and like, hey, man, you know what? I don't feel good. Yeah. Hey, man, I got a basketball game that weekend. I can't go. If there would have been a basketball game that weekend, I definitely would have said no. My life would have been completely different. Who's to say that I would have been a dancer? You know, who's to say I would have met you, Diamond? I, I don't. I highly doubt 
that uh, my life would have come to if I would have said no that day. You know, yeah. so I just feel like everything is, is aligned and, and purposed for a reason. And uh, boxing, basketball just taught me discipline and respect towards other people and sportsmanship towards other teams. Um, yeah. But dancing is what helped me really develop um, my life into the man that I am today and the man that I strive to be. You know, that's all happened from one decision, which is what is I, it's, it's crazy to me, you know. Yeah. It's cosmic that that one decision. I, I always love to tell that story. Uh, the few mm -hmm. times that I, you know, I get in front of someone to say it, because I, I, I say that to say that you know, your whole life changes, man, with with one decision. You know, mm -hmm. the choice to go outside that one day with an intention and an action of doing something can result in a completely different lifestyle. You know, uh, the next day and uh the next day the next 10 years wh whatever it is but it all starts with the choice and yeah. there's no way in 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 hell that my life i don't think would have been as fulfilled as it is today if i would have said no that day you know Absolutely. it's 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 wild man it's something that i'll, I'll never take for granted definitely so now my question is of course you're starting you know you're doing the class then <laughs> when did you find yourself or when was your actual like first performance because i know i'm assuming there was the shift from webete and then i think you had arrived at art emotion was that kind of the timeline structure of that yeah um so webete webete did a lot of local shows and every once in a while they travel outside of philadelphia right um they didn't really go very far in terms of traveling um, they probably went to like Miami a few times. I think I did a performance with them in Miami a few years ago. Um, but they, they did a lot of local shows and it was awesome because the, the, um, the message and, and the motto and, and what it stands for is to really provide, um, service for the youth. Right. And, um, because of that, they always had opportunities to perform at these local places, you know, uh, block parties or, or, uh, community gatherings, et cetera. So they always looked to provide a new show or something new. And because of that, there was an opportunity for me to perform. And so when he offered me to perform, it really like it demanded a requirement of uh, dedication towards practicing and starting to learn how to coordinate my body in a way that is different than just social dancing, you know, and learning steps now to perform and project and understand. So my first show just came because they needed a body. You know, they, they needed someone that was going to be able to fill in that void because someone else can do it. So um, once I got that first bite of a, of a stage, I, you know, I was hooked. I, I was so nervous. I swear to you, I look like Bambi. If, if I could find that show in a video of me walking on stage, not even performing it, just walking, I couldn't walk on stage right. I was moving all over the place. I was so nervous, um, but once it was done, it was like a high that I've never experienced before, which then re like dove me into wanting to look at other teams and pay mm -hmm. attention to other dancers and what, how do they move and what do they do and you know what what can I get better at and um, I think I did like two years with Muerte and I discovered Darlin at mm. one of the shows that we um 
we went to go perform at. So it was like a venue and they had a bunch of shows, but now they had uh, professional dancers also closing out these shows, dancers I've never seen before, which is where I started to see Noel Rodriguez, where I started to mm -hmm. see Darling Garcia, Uriel Garcia, like I, Vera. Uh, I started to see all these dancers that I was like, whoa, like what is going on? You know, what? what is this level of dance? Well, how do you get to this? And, you know, how do you train for that? But the first person I ever laid eyes on was Darla. Hmm. And um, once I discovered, like, I, I would watch all his routines, all of them, top to bottom. I was like, man, um, you know what? I think my next step is to go to Art in Motion. And uh, I tried to befriend him first. Uh, I just wanted, I'm very big on, if I'm going to join your team, your company, whatever, mm -hmm. I need to believe in the person, Yeah, not just the dancing. I, that's just how I'm wired. So when I got to know him, you know, he was, he is a very authentic, very raw, very just like, he's a God fearing man. So he was, uh, you know, always about his religion. So he was just very like structured a certain way. And he was always giving wisdom. I really appreciated that from, you know, so once I got to know the person behind the dancer, um, I was like, man, I'm going to join Art Motion. And I did. And that's where I got my, my real training into professionals, like turning into uh, a, an amateur dancer to uh, a semi-pro and then eventually a, a professional dancer, but a Latin dancer. That was... Um, he took my first steps to do that. That was my transition. You know, mm -hmm. I saw him on the show and he was competing with Vera. He was getting ready to go to the Latin Cup. And I saw one of those shows and he was flipping her like a coin. I was like, whoa. <laughs> and that's where I was like, all right, it's time to go to our emotion. And he taught me a really good foundation of technique and lead and follow. And that's where my bachata journey started. I didn't start off with salsa. You know, I started off with bachata. And that's how, you know, um, my life has transcended from boxing, basketball, and where they are in motion. Wow. That's special. And we have here also Rocky Quinones, all the way from Gifted Soul, Chicago. Oh my guy. Saying Stephanie and Angel killing the game right now. The most active couple during the whole pandemic. Appreciate them so much. And Rocky, I second that, uh, especially just seeing them over the <laughs> year but before we get into that as well like you said kind of going through that timeline of the boxing basketball whether they um and then now art in motion and me over the years being able to see you then start performing with darlin because especially in philly art in motion is just this a legendary group and almost anyone yeah, that sure. is a part of art in motion whether it's sharon uh whether it's darlin uh I mean, just the list goes on of dancers that have come in and out of that place alone, mm. but also other figures that you talked about as well, Noel Rodriguez, um, and realizing how strong Philly's scene is, uh, people like Watson, um, it, there's, there's really like a long list of dancers, and there like you said, it's yeah. very structured, and I think that's what attracts these dancers to him, and he's able to mold them within themselves, not create a new character. 
It's allowing yeah. yourself to be free within the music that you're dancing because, like I tell many dancers, it's a responsibility that you have on that stage. This is not just an easy road for everyone. There's so many dancers that come and go and noticing you over the years. And then at one point, seeing you coming to New York more. And a lot yeah. of dancers from different cities, the tri-state and abroad, would come to New York and start training with various groups. Because, I mean, at one point in a lot of the times in New York, we had uh, so many groups from the Yamulays, um, the, I mean, honestly, the Huracans, mm. and Caribbean Souls, the list goes on. And realizing now people are coming to these areas to train to get even more better and more complete. And I appreciated seeing you then really going into the social circuit, especially like the Salsa Manias, the Gandela Fridays, and really pushing your yeah. name for various projects you've been able to do over the years. Um, but then especially, I would say for me, um, it was when you started this partnership with Stephanie. This mm. was something for me, from, for a while I was studying and watching two dancers, like I told you, you and Art in Motion, or you with your journey. Of course, then getting to the point of becoming a professional dancer. And as well as Stephanie coming all the way from Florida, representing Stewart, Florida, I still remember. And mm -hmm. realizing both of you coming in already strong. That already coming together, not two people trying to help one another, but two people who already are in the same common goal and working within one another. Because especially mm -hmm. you've seen so many groups come and go and realizing yeah. I knew from the start this was something going to be refreshing. Mm -hmm. And that's different because in, in the scene you've seen in our communities, there are so many routines, so many choreographies, so many groups that it's hard to stay different. So for yeah. me, seeing that both of you were coming from your own spaces and now coming into one was really special because I knew this was something we were going to, have a it was going to be a really uh, a sight to see for sure yeah man i mean my my uh like i said i started in bachata and then you know salsa became a thing and i started on one with uh with darling right my on two journey really started with noel i danced with Ayaluna luna mm -hmm. for a little bit yes and um noel rodriguez you know um i already had that fire and drive of winning when i was um dancing bachata with uh with darlin and we did some on ones but we competed on in bachata but when i saw noel's routine with calle luna at the time before i joined and they went out there and they ripped that stage man like i was like yo i want to dance on two like yeah on two is, is where it's at and i remember man that i i didn't really know noel at the time and i, I took a pride with him and i presented him my interpretation of on two at the time man and, <laughs> man he ripped it to shreds man and you it was like but it was yeah man i was like hey noel man i need <laughs> you to help me with this routine man i think i got it it's good and this was like when i started with with marina yeah and he was like bruh you know that you're switching from puerto rico time into to new york time and like 40 times in your routine i'm like what's puerto rico time in? <laughs> and he was like nah you need to you need to cut this out. You cut, need to train more. <laughs> so yeah, he he's the reason that this he's the reason that Stephanie and I are, are he's part of a reason why like 
I even went to two on two and as Stephanie is in my life because Stephanie is an on two dancer primarily. Yes, she can dance on one, but on two is her thing. I wouldn't have, again, like cosmic events in my yeah. life. I, I wouldn't, ha I would have stuck to on one if it wasn't for Noel and that training and that like understanding on the, the competitive side. He's Noel, Noel will compete with you drinking water. You don't drink water faster than me, man. I guzzle this water. He's that's the kind of guy he is, right? And um, it was just like though these people, Darlin, Noel, Roland, and Watson, those are the guys from Philadelphia that changed my life historically. Like they uh that's your peanut chip. That's my best friend on the planet, Watson, right there, man. And Roland. Is a big brother to me. He's these guys, like you know, because of the time, I, I don't give them the flowers that they deserve. But these guys have shaped my life. That have all led me to my career with Steph. Mm. Like these guys are the reason. Like I have a good show. They tell me I got a bad show. They tell me just as fast as I had a good show. Yeah. These guys, you know, hey man, your routine was weak. Like hey man, your your turn patterns. Eh. You know, they could do better. You know, your presence could do better, especially Roland. Have you ever heard Roland's voice? Oh, yes. Like he can narrate. Yeah, he can narrate two movies at the same time. It's so deep. He can, <laughs> he, that guy can talk, man. And he um, he changed my life. These guys, I'm forever grateful for. They all led me into, uh, they all led, have helped me get to my place with, with Stephanie. Now, in terms of like meeting Steph, man, this story is a little long. I'm gonna condense it. But Stephanie, I'm hoping it's the same story that she had when she came up here. Let's make sure. It's not. It's not. It's not the same story. She lied. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> that girl saw me across the room and fell in love. That's, oh, that's man. what happened. She lied. She. <laughs> everybody know the story. We was at the World Salsa Summit, and uh, it was like the last night I remember. Um, the last night of the World South Summit. Uh, Damn, have you ever been to the summit? No, but I've seen the videos and visuals. I know they have like a social <coughs> at the right. end. Exactly. So the socials were like three nights or something like that, right? And um, they uh, the last night is usually, you know, the, the dead night. There's not many people. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I think my best friend was there. Every time I went to the summit, Watson was there with me. So he most likely was there. But I was it was the he was probably just late. If you know Watson, he's late, he'll be late to his own funeral. Guaranteed. Oh. I will be there before he's in the casket. <laughs> for sure. But he uh I it was the last night she came into the room and I remember seeing I was I just so happened to be by the main entrance of the ballroom when she came mm. in. And um, I remember saying, oh, she's cute. Hopefully she can dance. You know, it was empty. There wasn't many people in there. So the people that were there, they already had their partners. They were dancing. They was already like in their cliques with people. So any straggler that came around into the ballroom, you kind of felt out of place because you didn't know anybody. Yeah. Until later on that night, um, the room got crowded and the New York people was there. And I didn't live in New York at the time. But because I would travel so often, I knew them. Yeah. So I was able to sit with them and hang. And at the time, it was Balmere. I was hanging out with the Balmere dancers. Yes. And I was just having a good old time, wrapping up the night. And Stephanie asked me to dance. 
but she asked me to dance like she she parted a sea of women and people like this <laughs> like would you like to dance oh man and when i saw her walk through this crowd i didn't think she's gonna come grab me but when i saw her do all that and then ask me to dance i was like oh yeah she want me she want me oh, for sure man. and that was the rest is history man i was like all right i see you obviously are in love with me oh let me just God. ask for your facebook <laughs> and then we'll figure out life afterwards and she's like yeah sure yeah no problem you know i love you first i first moment i laid eyes on you i was in love i was like all right i know the rest <laughs> is history man that's that's the truth that's exactly oh, what happened man. Okay, don't let anybody tell you any different, man. That's even even Stephanie. Hopefully, she <laughs> says excuse me. <laughs> you, you hear that, right? She said excuse me. Not that it's a lie. You know see, mm -hmm. I feel yeah, yeah. I love I love hearing kind of the, the first uh, sight stories, and and I remember too, especially even Stephanie talking about that moment because, like you said, it usually happens for a reason. Everything that happened in your life happened for a reason and happened in an order. So realizing also Stephanie's part, you guys meeting at the summit just so happened to be that Sunday, because like you said, on a Sunday, it's usually dead. And a lot of times yeah. people don't know, a lot of dancers are not gonna stay for the social. I'm just gonna be totally real with you. Even right. upstairs packing up or they're doing other things. So you guys meeting at that point, that was for a reason. And yeah. seeing from that social dance blossomed a collaboration with one another. And even pre-COVID, seeing you guys, especially now working together, performing at places like Salsamania and across the New York and abroad now, getting you guys that recognition, seeing, man, these routines they're creating are just different. It just has a different edge, it has a different feel. Uh, the vibe is different. It's refreshing, it's needed. Uh, because again, when you have so many groups in one city, you <laughs> look the same at one point. But realizing for me, I appreciated both of your journeys because you ultimately wanted to become better and better each day. It wasn't just like that plateau you hit and that's it, and I'm fine with that. I always saw that you guys wanted to grow more and more, whether it's training, whether it's then creating uh, more intricate tricks, more intricate partner work. And mm. something also that you told me that hit was how much you appreciated Stephanie because, like you told me, many people come to you and would say, hey, Angel, I love what you're doing, what you're creating, but you having to take that step back and say, no, it's really Stephanie that's yeah, sure. behind a lot of that creation. Of course, both of you, you can turn the person, but you need that person with you. It takes two to tango. So right. realizing how how important Stephanie's role is within your workings together. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, we work so well because we understand our roles and our job and we, we support. We're a great team. Yes. It, it's what... It's really what it comes down to when it comes to us, man. We we know where where we lack, we know where we thrive, and um, we complement those things, right? Whether it's a plus or a minus, it doesn't matter. We're complementing and not taking away. So, like, yeah, man, she she lets me do my thing, and if she can't do what I'm asking her to do, she's willing to learn it, 
you know, and the only reason that Stephanie and I have any success right now is because I've, I've found someone or I met someone um, or we have met something in each other where we just want the absolute best for ourselves. Like we want to be as best as we can be. We want to see how far we can take this. And when you have two cosmic things like that collide, like the explosion is beautiful, you know, and, and it's just going to be something to watch. But you guys both have to be on the same page to be able to do that. And when it comes to that, and a lot of things, but especially when it comes to dance, we know uh, we're on the same page. That girl, that woman is a warrior. Like, you know, I, I don't know you say that in an interview. Anybody that knows me, you know, or just talk to me, I, I always give her flowers because she deserves it, man. She, that girl is a warrior. She, that, I don't even, I've never met someone like Stephanie in terms of worth ethic and, and, and believing in herself, that girl, you can't tell her no. You can't tell yeah. her she can't do something. She's going to do it, you know, and it's the same thing with me. You know, it, it took me a while to develop that confidence, but now it's there and it's stuck. You, know, you can't tell me I'm not going to succeed in this. You know, I work too hard. I, I just, I do too much. I, I train too much. I'm, I'm inspired so often. You can't tell me I'm not going to make it, you know, and when you have two people like that, and we understand like what it takes and not afraid of the work. It, it's why I say thank you when you say like, you know, when everybody tells us, man, you guys are gonna make it far, I say thank you. And humbly I say, I know, because I, I know what we can do. Yeah. And I know that Stephanie is never gonna give up. I know I'm not gonna give up, but to know that your partner's not gonna give up is, is beautiful. You know, you, you know, you got your ride or die. So there, there is no bounds we can't get to. So it's, it's, it's a confidence thing that is developed through hard work and training and teachers and coaches. It's a team, you know, it's a team beyond just me and Stephanie that helps us get to where we are today and, and where we're going to be going. Mm, sure. that, is, that is truly special. And now it helps me transition to our closing segment called The Randoms, which is about 10 questions that allows myself and the audience to get to know you a little better, maybe dance some dance questions, some sports questions here that have some change-ups here for you. So all I need to know, Angel, is when you are ready. I'm ready now. All right. Number one, favorite food. Man, favorite food. <coughs> I'm I'm a foodie, man. It's the only reason I don't got a six pack right now. I I, <laughs> I love pizza. I love chuletas, pork chops, rice beans, and and a pork chop, man. I fall in love. I'm I'm gonna stick to those two for now. Yeah. Wow. Right. No, nope. <laughs> I'm surprised a Philly person hasn't said a cheese steak. Thank God. That's that's finally. <laughs> man. All right. Next question is. Favorite sports team? Golden State Warriors. Mm, I, I thought I thought you would have went home. I thought you would have went home either to Brooklyn, New York, or, mm -hmm. or 76. But all right. I respect Golden it. State I respect Warriors. it. All right. Number three, dream vacation destination. I don't have one, man. Every place that I've been wanting to go, I've been to. I just mm. I wanna I just want to be able to uh Keep enjoying at the places I go, and eventually I'll have a favorite. And when I do, I'll come back on the interview and let you know, brother. Absolutely. All right. Next question is: B 
besides Stephanie, if you could dance <laughs> one follow right now at a social, who would that be? Damn, that's tough, man. That is really hard. Mm -hmm. Can I give you? Can I give you? Can I give you like three or four? How about three? I, I, three, cool. I, I'm gonna go with uh, Carol Flores. Mm. Carol Flores is definitely there. Um, Denise Cambria, that that girl can follow too. Uh, Delia Madera. That's three. Oh, that's three. I was. I yeah. One more. All right, go ahead. Yeah, that's it. All right, perfect. I'm. Well, I'm glad at least you gave me three. All right, next question. What is something people should know about Philly? About Philadelphia, man. There's a boxing gym called Philly Rumblers in uh, in Philly, right? Just take that name and apply it to the whole city. These mm. they're fighters. They have integrity. Uh, they fight for what they believe in. They're outspoken. They're humble. Um, they've taught me 90% of the things that I know in my life. Those streets, those people um, that live in that city, the, the environment. What's one thing I can tell you? If you're mentally strong enough to learn and willing to learn and to get your butt whooped, then you'll come out a better person if you walk through the streets of Philly. Oh, I like that. Very introspective. Sure. Next question. Partner work or shines? <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask. That partner work for sure, man. Partner work, man. Let, let me tell you something. Um, when it comes to shine, I, I love shine. I do a lot. It's not that far off from partner work. But I haven't seen myself do a shine piece or dance and shine and feel like the way that the Ayala brothers, Benny and Brandon, Charlie mm -hmm. Garcia, uh, uh, Adolfo Indacochea, I haven't, I haven't seen myself do a shine that make me feel like the way that those men, or Delia Madera, like mm -hmm. those people, when I see them dance like that, when I feel that way, then I, I, I might one day be able to say shine. Um, mm -hmm. But partner work, for sure, the intricacy, the creativity, it's just, it, it resonates with me differently. All right, next question, basketball. Who is your favorite basketball player of all time? Stephen Curry. I mean, he just won the three-point contest again, so. I'm a, I'm a two-guard till I die, man. Like, okay. I, I shoot the basketball, but um, yeah, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, you know, th those are everybody's favorite minds because of how he revolutionized the game in his own way, Stephen Curry, and what he's done with the basketball. That guy could shoot from out of space, man. I, my favorite player. Mm, sure. So now this one's another basketball question because I love that you're a basketball fan. You, Charlie Garcia, basketball match, game 10, what's the score? Who wins? <laughs> I'm cooking him. <laughs> I'm cooking Charlie. It'll be 21 to zero. Mm. Man, I say that, man. Charlie Garcia, I've developed a pretty strong uh, friendship with him recently um, within the last few months. We both train under Adolfo, which is, yeah. I didn't get to talk to him, talk about him in this segment, but he is a huge inspiration in my life. And 
95% of the things that you have seen in the last two years has been inspired from him directly, you know, his style, his influence. And Charlie, um, my shines and whatnot, there's a lot of things that Charlie has been helping me a lot. So my friendship with him has developed where I could say that freely. You know, I talk to Charlie <laughs> almost literally like every single day now. And um, he, he's, he's just like, people see him and they see him really quiet and he yeah. is. But when you get to know that man, he's a clown, man. That guy just loves to have fun. He loves to joke around. And if he sees this interview, you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. He, he sent me a message earlier today. He was like, if you don't talk about me, we ain't friends no more. <laughs> so there you go, Charlie. You got your two seconds of fame from little old Angel. I just said, I'm going to bust your behind one-on-one. You know, -on -one. <laughs> Oh my cook, God, bro! Big, yeah. big shout out to Charlie. I've known Charlie ever since his unified days in like 07, 08. So I go way back with Charlie. Big shout out <laughs> to him and Adolfo and Amneris at Empire Mambo. Um, so next, second to last question: What is a special talent that many people don't know you have? Um, man, I don't even know. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's so much of a talent. Um. I'm multi-talented. Like I'm good at a lot of things. I, I'm just the kind of person that uh, I'm fortunate enough that anything that you, almost anything, I believe, as of right now, I can say anything that you put in front of me, I, I can get good at. Doesn't matter what it is. I just my brain is wired where I can just pick things up and I can go. Not it doesn't have to be dance related. I just I I'm pretty good at that. I, I'm book oriented. Like I like to read. Um, I can process information fast. So I just learn. Charlie, go ahead. I could just, uh, I could just pick. So I'm multi-talented like that. I could just pick things up and and usually do pretty well in it. Mm -hmm. um, so if that's a talent, maybe I, I guess. A multitasker. I mean, many people don't know how to multitask. But uh, now it brings us to our last question, and I love asking this one. So if you're on an island, but disclaimer, you do not have Wi-Fi at all on this island. What are three things that you have to have with you on that island? So I'm going to need a, a air pilot, a helicopter. Yep. Yeah, because you, you can't bring it. You can't have both, right? So yeah, I'm going to air pilot, a helicopter, and... Uh, And a mojito. Mm. Yeah, mojito. You know why? Because I, I would say, yeah, I need Stephanie and and I need this and that. But if I got a pilot in a helicopter, I'll see you by the end of the day. So let me check out this <laughs> island with a mojito. And I'll be back later on. Oh, my God, Stephanie. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, Angel, I want to thank you so much for doing this segment. And now it brings us to the conclusion of our discussion tonight. Um, and realizing kind of just a glimpse into your story and your journey from the beginnings until presently and seeing all the work you've been able to do thus far from your own work to the collaborations you've had over the years to your current partnership with Stephanie. And it's really special, honestly. Um, for me, getting seeing you from afar, watching your performances to then being able to talk to you personally at events to now having this platform to have you on and me celebrating your success, whether I'm sharing you and Stephanie's videos on my pages, just so 
even one new person can see who you guys mm. are, see what I see, was really important to me. Um, but also realizing the dance community, how much mm. you guys are contributing, but how much people see it and how much people appreciate it. And again, from the bottom of my heart, I'm thankful that we have people like you too, because I mean, I was seeing needs artists like yourselves and you know, I'm thankful that at least we had this time tonight to talk, but at least before we go, I would love to know if you had any last few words and also contact info on how people can reach you to find out about your classes for the future. Yeah, man, I, I wanna I wanna close off by saying uh, two things before I, I pay the bills with that, everything else, right? Um, one, uh, I just wanna let everybody know that's on here because It'd be a while before I would get in front of a camera again. And since I'm comfortable now, um, all you guys that are watching this video, uh, one, thank you. And two, just, you know, it looks like a lot of dancers are on here. Just remember why you're doing it. You know, uh, remember why you're here. Uh, I don't think that anybody started with the thought of being famous. And I think that most of you guys always keep that in your mind. And uh, a lot of you guys that have commented have inspired Stephanie and I. Uh, and I just want to say that, you know, uh, we're grateful for it. Uh, Diamond, I wanted to thank you personally, man, because I was, I was hesitant on doing the, the interview. Uh, but regardless of my personal reasons on doing the interview, it's just standing, you know, sitting in front of a camera. Uh, I've watched you do all these interviews um, and no one, like, obviously I don't, you didn't start off by doing this with thinking, man, I'm going to make some money or man, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to make this a business. You just said, Hey man, I got a vision. I want to make a change. Uh, you know, how does that saying go from Michael Jackson, man? Like, you know, I'm looking at the man in the mirror or oh, the change yeah. starts within you. Right. And you're, you're literally doing that, man. And, and people like you and the people that are, are in our comments right now make a change or have made a change to those that are around them. And I'm forever grateful. For, for all of you guys. And I just hope that, you know, Diamond, you continue to do what it is that you're doing, uh, regardless of any ups or downs that may come your path and know that you have dancers that fully support what it is that you're doing. And uh, be people to say that, you know, that you're doing a great job, but I, I, I truly mean it. You know, I truly mean that what you're doing uh, helps us just be able to get in front and, and feel like our voices are being heard and not just our steps being watched, you know? So uh, it's it's awesome. It's inspiring. And now to pay the bills, done with the mushy stuff. Uh, my handle is uh, snapshotange13 on Instagram. Uh, Stephanie's is uh, stepmore93. If you guys would like to watch our material, our content, the stuff that we do, those are the handles on Instagram. Most of our dance stuff go on either our Facebook, which you would have if you're watching us here, um, or they're on our Instagram. Um, and if you guys just want to be a part of our family, man, you know, we answer all our comments. We, we don't believe in just leaving anybody unheard. We like to talk to everybody because we are the same way as you are. You know, we're fans of other people and we would love to hear from the people that inspire us. So we try to do the same thing for everyone who follows us. So yeah, come join us, man. Come join our family and dive in again, bro. I appreciate you, bro. Absolutely. Thank you uh, all for listening and tuning in for another episode of the Live Discussions with Diamond Podcast. I'm Diamond here with Angel Baguero. 
all the way out of here in New York right now. Uh, my brother, I love you so much. I, I love your work. I'll continue to share. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. It's been a really uh, a great time. Everyone as well, be on the lookout for more amazing content coming from Angel and Stephanie. Great, amazing work to come. Thank you all. Everyone be safe and have a great night. Good night, guys.